What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the False Nine Podcast. Edwin here alongside my two co-hosts, Santiago and Luis. How are you guys doing today? Doing amazing, doing amazing, ready to rock. Let's go, man. A lot of soccer, a lot of footy. Let's go. Top of the morning. <laughs> All right. With that said, we got a good episode for you guys today. We're going to review some of the EFL Cup that took place this uh, midweek, along with the Serie A and La Liga action as well. Uh, then we're going to finish off our episode with the preview for this upcoming weekend in the leagues, as well as Santiago's Ballon d'Or bets. He's got some good picks for you guys today. All right, let's get rocking. All right, to kick things off for you guys, we're going to talk about the EFL Cup that took place. And me and Luis are pretty excited to talk about this because we get to rub it in Santiago's face. But United lost 1-0 to West Ham. Santi, give us your take on that match, man. What happened, bro? Um, our, uh, We have no depth in our squad. It's kind of sad. No, I mean, we should, but it's, it's crazy. I'm not even blaming Ole. The only thing I blame him for is who he didn't put on the bench. I guess. Who is it, Ronaldo? Out, he left out Pogba, he left out Ronaldo. But then at the same time, it's like you would hope at home you get a result with West Ham, against West Ham. <laughs> same old, same old. And But for once, I'm not actually mad at him. I'm not. It's just like, whatever, we lost. Uh, we, it was a pretty lucky goal um, at the end. It was a pretty good game. It got to become back and forth. We missed a couple of chances. Mata had a good hit. Um, uh, Greenwood had a one-on-one that he missed. Ariola made a good save. Then Dean, your boy Dean made some good saves at the end to keep us in it. Yes, um, but listen, it's just kind of same old, same old. I don't know what else to say. Uh, don't I'm, don't I'm, sound I'm, too disappointed, buddy. I'm getting worried about Jaden Sancho. I will. That's the only thing I really want to take away from this game. I'm getting a little worried. Interesting. Luis, give us your take on the match. Champions de la Copa del Carabao. That's something you'll never see, my friend Santiago, because we we have won every single Carabao Cup since it's been the Carabao Cup, and we will continue our nominations till this season. Um, you know, you talk about depth in the squad. I feel like a lot of these teams, they're playing youngsters. We played youngsters, a whole back four of youngsters and a midfielder of youngsters. You guys, you you brought your first team squad out here. No, bro, and... hold on, hold on, hold on. We made 11 changes out of all those 11 people. Yes, it could start for our team, but the only one that should really be a starter is Sancho. We did not bring out, or we did not stack it up. We just didn't have youngsters on the team. Well, okay, no, let, let me add on to what Lewis said. Yeah, you, Santi, you, you mentioned, you know, a lack of depth in the squad, but I, I agree with Lewis. That's a, that, that was a very strong United side out there. And I don't know about you, but I could have, I could see any of those players getting into the into the first team, with the exception of maybe Mata, but only because of his age. But he still played a pretty. They're all in the first team. Yeah, they're, no, they're all first no, they're team. Not. Well, no, they're... I mean like starting eleven. My bad, not first team. First right, team, but starting gonna... eleven. Yeah, no, I'm saying I'm saying these are all in the first team. These are all part of United's main squad. These guys will all play at least one Premier League game. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, but they're not the starting eleven. No, I never said starting eleven. I said first team squad. Right. And it's still a, a strong first-team squad. It's a, it's a strong first-team squad to pull out there for the third round of the Carabao Cup. Against, uh, 
a West Ham side that was also strong. It was pretty much their, um, you know, their one arguably one of their best 11s. But you got to be fair to West Ham. The Carabao Cup and the FA Cup are probably the only two trophies that they can compete for. And and when you look at Jaden Sancho and Anthony Martial, those two guys probably cost more than, than whatever the hell uh, West Ham put out there. Martial is awful. I don't. He's finished. I don't mm-hmm. want to say finish. He's just he's just it's not not there anymore. Well, I don't know. He has to find some use, and he's going to struggle for game time now because they're not even going to be in the Carabao Cup anymore. All right, hold on. I'm just looking this up. So you're saying our whole team is first team quality? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying these are guys in United's first team squad. So like, I'm just like looking at all the lineups. Everyone pretty much played like first team quality players. That's think, legit what I told you earlier today. But well, whatever. But, but I'm saying, like, I don't see it as a first team quality if it's generally your backup. So does that make sense? I don't see it as a your first team. Type. Your first, your first team, team includes, includes your, backup, your subs, yeah. Your subs and your and who you don't take with you to on the bench. I still don't see it as a strong side. Then does that make sense? Ah, right, yeah, you could say that, but it's still your first team. I He's, consider it a strong side. And this is this is a strong side for the third round of the Carabao Cup. Listen, with Chelsea the played the same. Chelsea played the same thing. Uh, West Ham didn't just didn't have Rice in there and, and Ben Rama, and that's about it. I don't know, man. I feel like everyone was just playing their their, their players. They didn't have Antonio, also. Well, they didn't have him over the weekend either. Yeah, but I don't know. With the exception of Dallo and Tellers, I find it as a well, strong Mata, side. Mata's but... finish. He hit the crossbar. Uh, um, would have what would have been a very Mata beautiful is finished, but yes, he you had 27 shots, brother. Bro, we couldn't get it in. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it was like me, it was like me on a Saturday night. All right, yeah. so, so let me let me pose let me pose this question. You're out of one of four trophies already, and it's October. Mm-hmm. What what realistically do you think you guys can win? FA Cup. That's it. Uh, you don't see yourself uh winning challenging the, the for the trophy. League? I don't think we will win it, but we should challenge for it. Like, legit challenge. Not like a bullshit second place at 12 points out. So, within how many points is a challenge? Six? Six. You have to be within six points of first place. Yes. So, let's say if you... so Like, like sorry, hold on. To just stop you there. Like, I like I predicted Chelsea's going to win the, the title. So, I think we play in the second to last game or third to last game. We should still be in the title hunt that game against Chelsea. Okay. So it should come down to the wire, like last right, day yeah. Type like, stuff. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind, of, kind of stuff like that. I got okay. you. I got you. All right. So, so you think you can challenge and win an FA Cup possibly? Yes. And if Ole goes no trophies, he's out. Yes. Ooh, that's kind of harsh, brother. No, he has to be, dude. It's been a long time. Like, like, it's been three years. I understand why you kind of want to rest for now. What's the excuse of like not putting him on the bench? Like, honestly. Saving him for the weekend. They probably like, prioritize the, ch- the title. But he could play, like, you know what I'm saying? But, like, the man's like. Well, play what? Like, 10 minutes? Fucking temple. No, his body's a temple. He could play every game. Like, that's all I'm saying. That's my argument. Well, I'd put him in. I'd put him in for those 10 minutes to see if he could score. Yeah. I agree with Santi. He should have at least been on the bench. Okay. All right. And I don't yeah. blame him trying to give him a break, like a rest. But, like, when FA Cup comes in January, like, he can't take fucking chances. All right. Well, Lewis, uh, we kind of, uh, you know, set, set off on a little bit of a tangent. What else did you see from from that match? That was the most important thing to notice from the match. I think um, United had to win that game and they're out already of a trophy so early on into the season. 
So, all right. Elsewhere in the Carabao Cup, Manchester City got a 6 1 victory over Wycombe. Uh, Chelsea, see out against who? Wickham. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> why? Uh, yeah, I don't know why, why I said comb. it like that. Why comb? All right. Yeah. Don't Anyways. edit that out. <laughs> I'm not. Um, Chelsea Seattle victory. Very close penalty shootout against Aston Villa. Reese James hitting the winning penalty. Uh, what else happened in the EFL Cup? Arsenal got a 3 0 victory over Wimbledon. Yeah. So, Lewis, I'm pretty sure you're ecstatic about Come that. Come on, one. you gunners. See, of All course, right. we get the Premier League side, like a good Premier League side. <laughs> Uh, Liverpool win easily against Norwich and Tottenham also edging out on penalties against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Harry Kane getting his first goal of the season as well. Uh, so big things, I guess. Hopefully, Everything pretty much went to par except United, dude. It's kind of upsetting. Yeah, yeah. But what else is but, there? You know, two of those teams almost out in the first round. That's also true. Chelsea was close. Spurs A little iffy close. there. Everton also got eliminated by QPR of in all pens, teams as well in, in penalties. So that's another team we don't give a lot of a lot of slack to. Everton. They spend a lot of money just to finish 10th every year or whatever the hell they come in. They should be challenging for Europe. GG. Yeah, honestly, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But they should be challenging for Europe. All right, welcome back, guys. Next, we're going to talk about La Liga. Some pretty interesting matches and results going on this midweek. Uh, let's start it off with Real Madrid, man. They're sitting comfortably in first place in La Liga. They got off of a 6-1 thrashing of Mallorca. Lewis, your, your man, Karim Benzema, is on fire at the moment, isn't he? Y'all heard that Formula One car? That's Kareem Big Body Benzema. Can putting the team on his back. Do you know Kareem Benzema has as many goals as Barcelona this season? Eight goals already. That's as many as Barcelona has scored. He scored two this weekend, and he also had two assists. This guy, you know, we talked about earlier in the season, who's the best player in La Liga? I mentioned a couple names, but Santiago was on the money. It's Kareem Benzema. He, I told you, boss. I told he you. Is put, he is putting the team on his back, and the, the supporting cast around him, I think it all just flows so perfectly. Vinicius Jr., he had another good game. He brought in on assist. We see him maturing every single week, week in and week out. And don't forget Marco Asensio, who, you know, a young guy we forget about a lot. Not so young anymore. Bagged a hat trick. Very good for his form. We saw him left out of a lot of zinnies and onsides. So I think it's good to get him back out there. Um, the partnership between David Alaba and Edo Militao. You know, we had some questions about it, but today they really were responsible a lot in progressing the ball into the midfield, something they're really good at. And that was all key to just the fantastic performance by Real Madrid this weekend. So, ups to Madrid. They're going to win the title. Mercedes-Benz, bro. Mercedes-Benz, two goals to assist. Amazing. His, his movement, his fitness levels now, he's, like, getting compared to, like, Ronaldo fitness levels. I think, he, I don't wow. know. Ancelotti's bringing out the best of him. And we can't forget, guys, I know he didn't get on the score sheet today or got an assist, but Vinicius Jr., man. Oh, my God. There's this one run that he had early in the game. He's like a totally different player this year. It's unbelievable. Um, Big ups to Vinny. Um, But, yeah, they they took care of business. 
don't want to make too much about the defense with uh, Alaba and Militao. It is Mallorca. Yeah, so. I mean, they're still they're still con- they've still conceded in every game so far. So that's those those are things that you're gonna have to worry about. Especially don't matter when you win six one, baby. That's very true. Still conceding. Yeah, very yeah, true. very true. But still, still things need but, to be uh, you know a little bit more solidified in the listen, back. But listen, if if uh, Ancelotti can get Arsenio back, he could get Isco back. They both scored today. Um, now and also bringing in Camavinga, getting the best out of Vinicius. Yo, this team could like, apart from La Liga, they could fight for something in the Champions League. Watch yeah. out! It is still they Real go, Madrid. They could go. They could go deep. And it's then still Real Madrid, man. And let's not forget, no Casemiro, no Luka Modric, no Tony Cruz. These are the young guys doing it in the middle in the midfield. Camavinga, wow. Valverde, and Asensio. They, they're the ones that pulled this together. Not 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 the big three. No so, Bale either or Hazard. Yeah. And no Mariano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Unsung hero. No Mariano, baby. But oh, yeah. Luka Jovic also saw some minutes in BTW. Oh, you did? Luka Jovic. I forgot came, all about that, man. He came in. He subbed uh, Benzema in the 80th. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, and I saw him running around. What a flop of a signing. But, no, um, Luis, you mentioned a sense. That was actually his, his first uh, hat trick. No, yeah. Um you trim. A, a couple years ago in like 2016, we thought we everyone thought Asensio was gonna be like the best player in the world. Um yeah, but, yeah, and he, he was showing signs of it, but you know, injury injury struck. But he's um, still yeah, only he got, 25. He, he got he got a torn ACL. What was it? It was a it was a bad injury. It was yeah, it was a really bad injury. Uh, I think. Or 20, but yeah, he, he's still he's still only 25, he's still ridiculously clutch. Um, he scored in a Champions League final. This guy could, you know, he balls. So yeah, yeah, Isco also getting on the score sheet as well, which Isco, I was, was yeah, which I, I was think very that's the happy biggest to one see. because if anything, what they could get yeah. out of him is like they could just sell, oh, yeah. get some money at this point. Yeah, well, maybe I, he'll I, finally come to City after ten years of rumors. To well, say. he's gonna go to Spurs, man. Spurs <laughs> is the one they, they decided to sign Sissoko instead of him. I'll never forget it. <laughs> GG. Oh, well, all right. Elsewhere in La Liga, Real Madrid rivals. Barcelona with another disappointing result, drawing nil-nil to, to Cadiz. Frankie de Young also picking up a red card very late in the game. Santi, what, what are your what's your take on it? How are we feeling about Barcelona right now at the moment? Oh, sorry. I fell asleep because you talk, mentioned Barcelona and how boring they've been. It's pretty sad. They have nothing. Um I mean, the, 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 there's so many players that they have that just should not be in that club. They could go Serginio Des. Let's get start off with him. Uh, who else do we got? Uh, Luke de Jong should not be there. Uh, Busquets and Piquet should just not play play anymore. Coutinho <laughs> should, not, should not be there anymore. Umtiti should not be there. Eric Garcia should not be there. Lenglet should not be there. That's literally almost like, that's eleven players. That's the whole the, squad. That's eleven players of what they had of the um, of the twenty that they had today. Like it's just sad that that it's you know how they used to say mesquite un club like more than a club. It's just a club now. It's just un club. It's it's bad. It's bad. And then the crazy thing is like, Coleman, man, that motherfucker likes to talk like this team is good, and he's like <laughs> he like he's part of a project, but nothing. Damn. Sacked in the morning. I'm telling you. Lewis. Yeah. What, what do you feel about the red card? Was it a red card for, for Frankie De Young? 
No, I don't. I don't think he deserved the second yellow. I, um, it was, you know, definitely unfortunate, especially because it happened. Uh, you know, key moments of the game came off in the 65th minute. Uh, but I don't. I don't think it was the second. I don't think it was the second yellow. And then Coleman got his, yeah, a red card straight up too. He got sent off. Coleman got sent off as well. Yeah. Jeez. Should not yeah, come back. Not... Just take the bus home. Go 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 take a flight to Netherlands. Yeah, no, the, the, the red card on, on Frankie de Young for me was extremely harsh. Um, you know, for those that didn't watch it, uh, it was a 50-50 ball. Frankie de Young slid in to, to tackle the ball, and he, he actually got his the, the tip of his toes to, to the ball and, and kicked it away from, from the defender's path. Uh, and it was just his follow-up that kind of caught the, the opposing player. And Frankie was also pulling away from, from that challenge as, after he hit the ball. And so it, it was very harsh for me, and it's – it's just very weird because I'm the past this week I've been seeing a lot of you know situations going on with referees and and you know booking like very easily and sending people players off um, for things that I personally don't, wouldn't see wouldn't think that they would get sent off for like in I don't know if you guys saw but in in Liga one of the Leon players got a yellow card for trying to do a rainbow flick over one of his opponents. Do you guys see that? Yeah, that was stupid. I don't know what the fuck that was. But it's part of the game. I've seen Neymar do it in the same league. Yeah. Yeah. And then Neymar <laughs> actually Neymar actually tweeted out saying the end of the beautiful game. Um, but he obviously wrote it in Portuguese, but whatever. Um, but Santi, you said Kuman to be sacked in the morning. Do you why do you feel that way? Uh, because you could you could tell by the by the comments, La La Joao Laporta. The Barcelona president, it just just contradicts anything Kuman says. He's just pretty much just telling him to just shut up and actually like manage and just stop talking a lot of nonsense and bullshit. Like no one's trying to feel bad for you. Like we're all in this, and right. I think he's just talking a bigger game than he really has. I've always thought he's a fucking shitty ass manager. He was just like the hot name because the Netherlands were playing well for the first time in a couple of years, uh, and then it's got like the the Cruyff. DNA, like the Barca DNA, you know, like that team is a bunch of, uh, if you think about it, it's a, the core is pretty much a lot of Netherlands for that team. Right. And uh-huh. I think the only reason why they haven't fired, they haven't sacked them yet is Xavi's probably not coming yet, maybe until the end of the year. And then they have to pay him 12 million euros. So. Right, well, well, to the point of the Barcelona president and, and his statements, um, he actually, he actually said that, you know, Kuman's future isn't dependent on the match against Cadiz, uh, no matter what the result is. Um, he said that they're that they're backing him. However, at the end of the day, for now, for now they're backing him. But at the end of the day, if if a decision needs to be made, they will make it. But for now, that they have his backing, and they understand that it's going to take some time. But that's all contingent on. The performances, if they're performing well, but they're not getting the results, they're still going to give him some time. I also read that the president also said that they were trying to, to you know, to sack him at the end of last season. But, you know, the whole thing with the Messi saga and, and the budgets that that didn't work out to plan also. And at the moment, they are currently looking for a replacement, but there's no availability. So because of that, they, they kind of have that on the back burner, but it's still kind of in cruise control, just slightly in the background. You know what I'm saying? You know what so. this team needs? You know what actually the perfect manager for this team would be? It's actually kind of yeah. funny. 
Pochettino. When Pochettino gets sacked by PSG, and we could talk about this later, um, I feel like he'd be the perfect man for Barca. He works better. He never, he'd never, he never would go there. Oh, I forgot about the Espanol thing. But he never, he never would go. Yeah, but I'm just saying, hypothetically, he'd be the perfect manager for this team. Can we talk about how Barcelona got outshot by Cadiz as well? Oh, no. That is just terrible. And they created one big chance. Cadiz created more big chances to Barcelona. Uh, their expected goals was 1.44 for Cadiz, and Barca had like 0. 0.42. 0. 0.14? 4-2, 4-2, 4-2. 4-2. God, <laughs> so bad. But I don't know. It's It seems like the, the, the whole – his whole tactic here is Memphis and vibes, right? Like it's just like last year instead of Messi, it's Memphis, but Memphis is but, not Messi. So, well, we could say the only excuse I will give him. Let's see what the team does when everyone's back healthy. You know, right now they have Dembele out, Aguero out, Pedri on vacation out. I don't know if he's hurt. Did he come back from vacation? His not second sure. vacation. Oh, I'm not, not sure. Jordi Alba, he had that sickness last game. And Ansu Fati still, you know, those are five guys who could potentially start for the team, right? So, mm-hmm. do you, do we give them? Do, do you think they should give Kuhlman a shot to see when these guys come back, as opposed no. to just okay, no. <laughs> as opposed to just letting him go? Look, I think they should let him go, but apparently he was very influential in bringing Luke De Jong in, and there's no reason Luke De Jong should be playing for. Well, what's the, exactly? So you're making it sound like it's like it's a good. It was a good thing. It wasn't a good thing. But I'm saying there's five guys that could start for this team that could come in and make a difference. You know what I mean? So it's just a quest that I'm posing. I don't know. I'm coming out, but I just don't know who they can get to replace him right now besides maybe Antonio Conte or something. But I feel like that would just be his attitude and the board, the way the board's running right now. There's a lot to sort out in Barcelona. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. Um, but let's let's move on. Atletico Madrid, Santi, I'm going to hand this one over to you. Atletico Madrid, seeing out uh, yet again, to, to everyone's surprise, a late victory against Hetafe, where Luis Suarez is going to brace late on and getting the winner in the 90th minute in stoppage time. Uh, also, there was a red card for Hetafe, I believe. Um, yeah, did, Carlos Alenia. Yeah, was uh, this convincing enough for you on Atletico side, or what do you think? Yeah, listen, like, again, like, I think we've said it every time we've seen them, we play, we've seen them win. It's like, yeah, they win. Great. It's just not convincing. And I'm not even saying, like, they should, like, win 5 nothing, 4 nothing, 3 nothing. But, like, give me, like, a solid 2 nothing victory where, like, you get a couple chances and you're solid at the back. Like, I mean, for the most part, they were kind of solid. But Oblak made a huge mistake. Like, two mistakes within the same play, and that's how led to the first goal. And... They were like pushing, 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 and I mean, they. they I mean, it's kind of like a, a winner's mentality of like you never give up and you overcame the one nothing um, deficit. It's just, it's. I see them, and I and I kind of like see like, I, I they kind of compare what with, like with Barca, but like they're able to just knock through the door and actually win these games. But they honestly like quality wise, they play pretty much the same, and then you see Madrid fucking flying and scoring all the time. Even Sevilla is flying, is playing better than Atletico. So I think it's Warren in the terms of, I don't know if they, if they really want to t- t- uh, challenge for the title, they got to kick up, you know? 
yeah and then no, definitely. also also just to kind to to also emphasize greasy man oof like we, we were always talking about like oh like he's not he's not playing well because he's with Messi he's playing out of position and now that he's back in Atletico he's still playing like shit so part of me wants to part of me is thinking like maybe like his best years are gone you know I don't know that's just my opinion yeah I mean I for now I think that that statement is a little harsh uh you know Griezmann we don't know what he's capable of but uh I'm gonna give him a little bit more time before I say that something needs to change um but yeah no i agree with you man like it's just every every time i think i see results like this with atletico now all, all i can think about is Lewis saying diego simeone is a terrorist and so i just <laughs> find it i just find it really funny uh but no they really have to kick kick up and they can't rely on suarez all the time especially since joe felix hasn't really been shining since his his uh, arrival at, at atletico um, and Griezmann also dipping in form as well. So it's going to take a lot, but who knows? Uh, elsewhere in La Liga, Valencia losing 3-1 to Sevilla. So there goes my damn praise for Valencia from last episode where <laughs> I said to look out for them. But who knows? Maybe they could turn things around. It was actually two, a pretty two, pretty two crazy game. Two episodes. Oh, two, yeah, two episodes ago. My bad. Um, but no, it was it was a pretty, pretty crazy game. High scoring, high intensity. Sevilla, man, they look amazing the way that they move the ball and especially at the pace that they play as well Lopetegui um, man he's, he's yeah he's, he's working his magic fun yeah so definitely I don't even I I feel like I have a curse now every time I say look watch out for this team they end up fucking they end up sucking the next match or whatever so I'm not even gonna say it All right, guys, I know these two knuckleheads have been boring you guys for the last 20 minutes, but we're here for the best part of the show. Trivia time. Santi, Edwin, how are you guys feeling? I love you, Lewis. I was cheated from last freaking trivia game. So they say, let's see if you can redeem yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, as we spoke two episodes ago, um, this is now a competition format until Santi and Edwin clash it out until the end of the year. Currently tied 1-1. So for today's episode, I'm going to give you guys five different Champions League finals, and you guys have to give me the goal scorer. Well, one of the goal scorers from the final. And for every goal scorer you get, you get one point. At the end, we'll tally up who got all the goal scorers to see who the winner is. And you'll be getting five seconds per answer. You guys ready to go? Ready to rock. Top of the morning. All right. So Edwin, Bayern versus PSG, who scored the goal? Oh, really? Are you I... kidding me? Uh, Kingsley Coleman. Oh, close. I'll let you. I'll let, I'll let you. You were a little over the time. You know, 5.3 like, seconds. I'll let you rock, though. All right, let's go to Madrid versus Liverpool. <sighs> Santiago. Get, name your goal scorer. Benzema. Benzema. Do I keep going? Or Ed, No, it goes to Edwin. Edwin, oh, give okay. me the other goal scorer from that game. Uh, Sadio Mane. Okay. Santi. Gareth Bale. Mm-hmm. And Edwin? Gareth Bale again? Uh, thought you would get that wrong. Who knows? Let's go, to, <laughs> let's go to Barcelona versus Juventus in 2015. Santi? Uh, Neymar. Correct. Edwin? Pedro. Incorrect. Oh, no, it was... Oh, he got it the goes, assist. It goes, it goes to Santi. He got the assist. Rakitic. Correct. 
Edwin. Puta su madre, viejo. Um, Two seconds. One Neymar second. Again. Neymar again. No, not Neymar again. Oh, Santiago. Suarez. Yes. Damn Edwin, it. Can you redeem your score? There's one more goal scorer. Go. For Juventus. It was uh it was uh Morata. Oh, I'll give it to you, but you almost almost ran out of time. What's the score? It is ooh, Santa took a big lead there. I'll give you the score at the end of the game, brother. Oh, come on. You're losing. Let's go to relax. Barcelona versus Arsenal. Santiago, take it away. Uh Saul Campbell. Correct. What was the match? Barcelona versus Arsenal in 2006. Mm. We have Sol Campbell. There's two other goal scorers. Edwin, what do you got? Samuel Eto. Correct. Santi? Belletti. Correct. This guy knows ball. And for all the marvels, our final... uh, Oh, this is malarkey. Our final uh, game here. Liverpool versus AC Milan, the Istanbul final. (laughs) And we're starting with Edwin. Go. Inzaghi. Incorrect. What? Hernan Crespo. Correct. Edwin? Xavi Alonso. Correct. Santiago? Uh, uh, Gerard. Correct. Edwin? Inzaghi didn't fucking score, did us? He scored in the other one, not this one. God damn it. Three. Um, two, oh, hold on. Damn. I one. can't remember. GG. Santiago. Gattuso. No. Oh, fuck. Edwin. Oh, I know which one it is. Fuck. It was... Oh, Shevchenko. No. Damn Santiago. it. Santiago. Seedorf. No. Oh, what? Edwin. Uh, Baptista. No. Santi. Uh, John Arm Reese, Reese. No, know. oh, I don't even know. Then I don't know the other one. Ed, it was Charlie Lanza, Steven Gerrard, and uh, Steven Gerrard again. No, he scored a brace. No, he, no, he didn't. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. He did, and I just tried to cheat. Typical oh, of you. Um, uh, Kaka. No, what? I, no. I said that. No, I didn't say that. Who the fuck scored from Milan? Oh, I think I maybe know one more. Edwin. Uh, fuck. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Cafu. No. All right, who scored for Liverpool? Is Steven Gerrard, Terry Alonso, and Macedano? No, it's looking oh, bad for you guys. Maldini. I'll give you guys one guess each. Ready, Santi, go. Who'd you say? Maldini? Correct. Scored in the first minute. Oh, what the fuck? Edwin, last chance. Um, three, two. Okay, I got, I lost. Yeah, who, was the other, who was the other Liverpool score? Uh, Smicer score. I don't, I don't know who the fuck that I is. I don't even know who the hell that is. Vladimir Smicer. And then and Milan? Crespo again. Oh, he scored twice. Damn it. So let me just tally up the scores. I won, bro. It's okay. We had 10 for Santiago, 5 for Edwin. So Santiago takes a 2-1 series lead in our trivia track. Thank you, everyone, for playing. We'll see you guys next episode.
All right, Luis, thank you again for that trivia segment. Santi, I hate you. Don't worry, I'm going to come back soon. Uh, let's move on to elsewhere in Europe. Let's go to Serie A, where there was great matches over the over the week and midweek. Uh, we're going to start off with Santi's favorite team in Italy, Inter Milan, getting the job done against Fiorentina, winning 3-1. Santi, give us your take. Um, yeah, no, it was a good win, but Inter... Uh, they were down one nothing uh, in the beginning, but then they were able to come back with goals by Darmian and Jacko, uh, and then closed it out at the end with a late goal by Perisic. Um, it's it's good vibes by them. Um, they've they've won. They've came back after the loss to Madrid, strong, uh, embarrassing their the team over the weekend, and then winning comfortably today. Uh, that's sorry, not today. Um, during the week. And uh, it's it's just it's a it's good there's there's a good there's good uh, spirit on this team. Um, I'll be honest, when Conte left with Lukaku and with Hakimi, there's always that doubt. Like, can you replace him? Uh, and I think with more games that pass, especially in Serie, yeah, I think they should be fine. They will compete for the title. They could win it. It's wide open for anyone to take. Uh, I guess the only thing I still question is like. Can they really translate this into having a successful European run, like getting to the quarterfinal of the Champions League? I think that's just the next step for them. Um, but overall, so far, so good, man. No complaints. That back, that back five is working. I really wish they play Dumfries more than Darmian, but you know I'm not the coach, and it's working out for them playing Darmian for like sixty something minutes and then bringing Dumfries at the end. Hey, man, big ups, big ups to Nsagi. He's doing a good job. Yes, he is. Lewis, former City man, Ed Dzeko, continuing his run of, of form with another goal. How do you think? Do you think he's a good replacement for Lukaku? Uh, definitely uh, the most experienced replacement they probably could have gotten for Lukaku in there. Uh, proven in Serie A. And, you know, a good teacher for Martinez and to, to, to bag some goals in. Uh, I know we, we wish we see more of, uh, I agree with Santi, we wish we see more of Denzel Dumfries to get into the game, but Darmian to get on the score sheet, so you can't complain there. Um, you know, but it's it's really important for Inter to, to maintain pace with the other clubs, just because, you know, we all had we had the same doubts, uh, as Santi mentioned, losing their coach, losing uh, Hakimi and Lukaku, but, you know, winning these type of games against, I wouldn't say weaker opposition, but, you know, teams outside of the top four is going to be important for Inter to stay in the top four, make sure they secure Europe for next season, secure that Champions League money so they can continue building the squad, which is probably the most important thing for them right now. Uh, and trying to find a way to bounce back after the Real Madrid loss as well. But, you know, they got to keep pace with Napoli. They're only, they're only two points off right now, and it's going to be a very close race if that other team in Italy continues playing like they do, who we'll touch upon. So... Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, Fiorentina actually, it, it it took Inter a while to kind of get into the match and Inter was etched out in terms of possession and, and the shot count was pretty similar on both teams. Fiorentina had 14 um, and Inter had 17. So I feel like Inter, you know, just a little bit of a little bit of their foot on the on, on the break a little bit. Um, so I feel like, yeah, to keep to keep pace with Napoli, I feel like they're gonna step have to step it up more in, in terms of dominating these matches better. Um, but let's move it on. Uh, the next team that you were talking about, Lewis, Juventus. They finally 
finally get their win. And it was a very close, close match as well. They got a 3-2 win against Spezia. Our boy Moise Keane getting on the score sheet as well. Fellas, take it away. Juventus, Juventus, Juventus. What is there to say? You know, we're two of us at least are wishing for their downfall. Um, this game was really, you know, after the, the bad result last time out, and they have a pretty much healthier squad for this game ready to roll out. It was interesting to see what they could have done. And early on, they fell down one nothing in the game. And with 30 minutes ago, they found themselves down 2-1. And it's like, keep asking yourself the same question. Is this squad enough? Um, are they disciplined enough? Are they too old? Um, can they even pull this out? But two two big players came up for them. They're, they're two young guys, uh, DeLitt and Federico Chiesa. Uh, Chiesa showed his ability to at that goal at the end to try to win in the game. And eventually he tied it up himself and, you know, took Matthias to Lick. Uh, he had, the, he got the opportunity to, to, to put him up three, two, and they're just, ba- it, just barely able to escape. And, you know, like you said, Edwin, that's their first, first point this year. Uh, I mean, first win in Syria this year, they're, they're on five points. They were in the relegation zone before this game. And, you know, we, we keep saying, you know, it's too early. Don't hit the panic button yet, but, one win in five games, it's very concerning for a team like Juventus. But hopefully this will, you know, try to at least get them out of the rut a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Santi, before you go, let me just add to something that Luis said. Um, big, big shout out to, to Chiesa, who really, really hustled for that equalizing goal that he scored. Um, without that hard and intensity, I, I don't think Juventus would have been able to tie the match. But so big ups to him. Uh, Santi, what did you think about the match? No, yo, necessary for Juve to win, man. But it's it's crazy. Nothing's coming easy for them without Ronaldo. Like, um, <laughs> they were down 2-1 at one point. They had to come back with a late goal by the lead, like uh, Lewis was mentioning. Um, hey, man, big ups to Chiesa. He, um, what I'm really interested in is why uh, he doesn't start Locatelli. Like, he came on in the in that halftime, and he played really well in the second half. I don't know what's I don't know if he's not fit or whatever, but he should be sure. I think he started. I think he started last match out, right? Oh, did he? Okay. I'm I, just, sure. I feel I yeah, feel like did, I haven't yeah. seen him start. I feel like I haven't I've been seeing him off the bench more often than not. So um, but yeah, no, uh necessary win, but as always, and Lewis could agree, they could rest in piss. So. <laughs> oh man, hush, no. hush. And I think just the the one thing I could say is the, you know, adding Locatelli and getting it implemented as quickly as possible is probably the most important thing to do just to add some dynamism to that midfield because they're not getting it out of, you know, Bentacor and Rabio at the moment and even Weston McKinney. It's finding places for those guys. And there's a lot of guys in the squad who I feel like they could probably do without um, specifically Aaron Ramsey and finding replacements eventually for Benucci and Giorgio Chiellini. But, you know, um, it's, it's an aging squad. It's a squad that needs updating. And I think, I think we should judge Juventus more on what they do in the summer and next year as opposed to what's going on right now. Right. Yeah, no, fair enough, uh, for sure. Um, but, yeah, no, elsewhere in, in Italy, Milan, AC Milan getting the tuna victory over Venetia, which was pretty convincing win. Um, Napoli also thrashing Sampdoria 4-0. And let's move on to Roma, where Santiago's boy, 
Jose Mourinho goes back to winning ways, winning 1-0 against Udinese. And Tammy Abraham getting his first goal in Serie A for the season. Uh, Santi, what do you think of the match? Hey, it's important. I feel like uh, a lot of times, uh, a lot of Mourinho's teams in the past, especially United and Spurs, when they get that first, they lose that first game under him, they go on like a little bad streak. I know it happened to United. I believe it happened to Spurs. I, I don't recall so much, uh, but it's a it's important for them to get back uh, on the on the on the victory uh, track. Again, Tammy played well. I was a little upset with Pellegrini. He did not play well. He got the red card at the end. Uh, but Mkhitaryan stepped up today. He played pretty well, um, and then just kind of just keeping keeping par with the, the 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 big boys up top but napoli inter and milan like they need to just get get these wins rack up these wins it's, it's something roma has been missing for a while since i believe since stotti retired like they just haven't had this consistency and that's what they've always struggled to make europe barely make europa league i don't remember the last time they made champions league it's been quite some time and yeah like i know we kind of pick apart some teams of like they got to play better and like but I feel like every and because of like they're winning, but they're not playing like how we they want we want them to play. But I feel like this team is a little different because it's more of a project with a new manager with a different mentality. They gotta win. That's it. They just gotta win. And just how Mourinho is, it's not gonna be pretty. And it's been prettier most like more well, um, more times more often than not this season, which is crazy. But hey, they won. That's it. Move on. Next game. Keep winning. Yep. Yep. Now I have a question. Uh, Right now, Juventus sit 12, 10 points off Napoli five games into the season. What what are their chances to you guys realistically that they they win the title? Juve? Yeah. I don't I'm think slim. they I don't think they win the title. Slim as hell. Yeah. No, I, I don't personally think... I, like even if they were like top four right now, I don't think they would win the title. Even if they were top four? Yeah. I don't know, because I we've seen we've seen seasons where Napoli had I forgot what it was, like ninety something points. Yeah, it's still loose. It's, still not, the, it's not the same Juventus, bro. It's not, not the same mentality. It, it's got a lot of players that are like either should like not be there anymore, and new players that are trying to get integrated into the the, the uh, DNA of the club. It's not the same. It's not the invincible, uh, the the immovable force that's always at top, winning eight eight straight Serie A's. I just that's how I see it. It's wide open. It could be Napoli, Inter, Milan, Roma. I could even see Atalanta challenging. So it is wide open. Napoli forming the pace, five wins in five. Um, me personally, I hope Napoli take the title. And, you know, I hope they keep going on winning ways. It's always going to be Juventus resting piss on this show, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, with Napoli, I, I, my only point would be uh, their coach, Spalletti. He's been known to always have these really good starts in the first half of the seasons. And once pretty much the calendar year turns, it just the, the form just decreases, and he's always been so close with Inter, with Roma, and of course, Juve, Juve has always been the one that's been like that is an arch nemesis. But we'll see. Yes, we will. All right, moving on to France, where Santi, I know you really wanted to talk about this PSG. Not really, not looking too hot for you right now at the moment. Uh, elaborate on that for us. Yeah, man. They. <laughs> They barely won against uh, Mets over the weekend. Uh, I know, of course, uh, our boy, or not my boy, uh, your boy, Lionel Messi, was, didn't play. 
he had an injury. I love I love that they they said that he had an injury so to protect him that he got subbed off because you know he can't really play 90 minutes anymore because he's so old and just not fit. But you know, I'm not gonna talk about what that are right you now. talking about? Yeah, you're sounding, you're sounding absolutely insane. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, it's go okay. Ahead. I don't want to have an agenda against Messi, but he's just not the goat. But whatever, we're not gonna talk about that today. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, lackluster performance again by Pochettino. Um, he did play, I think, his uh, strongest 11, uh, his most balanced 11 with uh, he, he started Nuno Mendes. He started Hakimi, and then he played uh, Danilo as a true center defensive mid with Rafinha and Wijnaldum kind of roaming around, Neymar in front of them with Mbappe and Icardi. But, man, this team is just not convincing. Um, I know they had more of the possession, 15 shots to six, but, like, especially in league on, I feel like this, these games back in the day, they were winning these, like, 4-1, 5-1. And the fact that they keep conceding is pretty pretty – Pretty, I feel that that's the most concerning part. Other than not being able to score, maybe we we could, we might have to really focus on that. But they keep conceding, and they they, they won on the 90th minute. Takimi, the right back, scored twice with a team with Mbappe, Di Maria, Neymar. I don't know, man. Especially with well, in a farmers league, yikes. Well, well, Lewis, uh, let me bring this over to you now. What do you think? What do you think it is? And, and to use Santiago's phrase, what, why do you think PSG are looking like frauds at the moment, um, w- as opposed to, to a few years ago where they would win these matches 4-0, 5-0, and so on? Um, I think Pochettino right now is just really trying to find some type of balance in the lineup. You know, Santi said today's team had perfect balance, but I feel like PSG probably played better with, you know, more width, more width in the lineup. Why now them and Rafinha aren't really guys that are gonna push all the way forward on the wings and expand the field. So guys like Neymar and Mbappe could really you know do their thing. We saw Mbappe and Icardi kind of in like a front two, and I just don't think that's the perfect lineup for them to really get the most out of these players. Santi, what do you what do you? So my my argument why it's perfect balance because because they didn't play like so so called people on the wings within center in the midfield or like the forward part position, you have Nuno Mendes and Hakimi become those wingers. Like the way this works is when they're attacking, they form a back three, Kimpembe, Danilo, Marquinhos, you have Hakimi and Mendes push up those wingers. You have Icardi and Mbappe in the middle. You have Wijnaldum and um, what's his face? Rafinha pretty much getting that second ball and, and, Neymar being that that cam, that true number 10. For me, that's the most balanced way. Maybe not the players exactly, but just the balance of it. That's all we mm-hmm. remember. I think we talked about it in the beginning when they got Ramos. They're like, the best way is to play back five because when they attack, they can be more balanced. Maybe have Barati in the middle and someone else, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's just me personally. That I think balance-wise, I think if, if it's, it's what they wanted, but something's like missing. Do you think uh, adding Verratti and eventually, along with Sergio Ramos and Messi, if we'll see them all play together, do you think that'll be the difference in terms of them dominating and them getting by these games? Or do you think it's, do you listen, think it's the manager? Do you think they should just be doing it? It, it, it should. And I, I think it's crazy because they themselves set this expectation from the way, like when Slatan first got there, that like these games were easy for them. They win Leon for no problem. Now, 
maybe we should start paying attention more to other league on games and maybe some of the competitions catching up to them. But at the same time, as you look at that team, like no one, no matter how good the competition is getting, no one should come close to that team. If, 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 if I make myself clear, um, yes, with more time, they'll start gelling. But at the same time, I don't think Pochettino is the right man for this type of team. I think he's going to get sacked uh, probably by the beginning of the calendar year. I actually, it really depends how he wants to play his cards, but I could definitely see Sidon coming into this team. As to be but now, we're talking about him getting sacked, but he's they're 7-0 and as well. In That's the, the crazy part. That's the crazy part. He is 7-0 and and he probably could get sacked. So That's how high the expectations are. Man. That's how high no, They're not playing the way they want to. They're seven points clear right now, the next closest team. Uh, Marseille still has a game in hand. Right. They're seven and zero. Oh. They're getting the games. You know, they're winning the games. Right. Uh, do we really? Ju- let, let's say we get to the calendar year start. They're they're still you know they're ten points clear in league on. They're in the knockouts of the Champions League. Do you still fire him? Um, how is Mbappe? How is he mentally? Does it seem like he might stay? How is Messi? Is he, has he lost Messi? Has he lost any other players? You know what I'm trying to say? It's more than just the results for with, with, with this team because they want this team, for this team to win what they want to do, which is Champions League, this team needs to work and needs to have the chemistry. And if you lose Messi, like you could easily lose Messi. I don't know. You've seen it in past, in previous Barcelona teams with different managers or even like the Argentinian national team. Like it's... Sometimes. No, he gets upset and he gets out of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. It's just, it's, 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 it's because he's the best player on the team. And so, like, I'm not blaming him. Um, but my thing is more why I think he's going to get sacked is what this team needs. It doesn't need a tactician. It needs someone just to let them play and to control the Eagles. And who is the best manager who, that I've ever seen do that? Sedan. Yep. I was going to say that too, Sedan. So that's why I think it's just more of like the, the opportunity they can't because it's, it might be only one year of Mbappe, Messi, and Neymar. They yeah. have to win. All right, guys, we got a pretty big weekend ahead of us full of amazing fixtures. We're about to preview the weekend to come in the Premier League. La Liga, and some of the other leagues going around as well. Uh, let's start off with the Premier League, where we have a massive blockbuster fixture. Pep Guardiola versus Thomas Tuchel. Lewis and I's Manchester City going against Chelsea. Lewis, tell us about this. Why is this a big match? I mean, what can you really say? These are the two teams, arguably the two deepest squads in the Premier League that are going to challenge for this title this season. And it's, it's just a blockbuster matchup. We obviously had those three games in a row where City and Chelsea played in the, in the FA Cup, in the league, and in the Champions League final where Thomas Tuchel took a W in all three games. Uh, and City are looking to bounce back from that. Obviously, the teams are a little different this time. City added Jack Grealish. Chelsea added Romelu Lukaku. Uh, City coming off a, a draw against Southampton. Chelsea coming off a big victory versus Tottenham last week in the Derby. To me, as a City fan, these, like I said last episode, these these next couple of games are going to define what our season will be in terms of the Premier League. Obviously, it's a competition that I want to win. And, 
you know, playing against them in Stanford Bridge against Lukaku. Um, it has to be a big matchup. We need our biggest players to play up. That's why City had De Bruyne and Mars and Foden get some get some game time against Wickham in the in the Carabao, just so they can get some you know some game time under their track under their feet because Mars hasn't been playing all too well and Kevin and Foden are coming off the injuries from the Euros, so you know obviously they're gonna they're all gonna be instrumental into what we do on on Saturday and I'll be watching at seven thirty in the morning and. It's, it's the biggest game this, this weekend. Are you confident? I'm confident, yeah. What, 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 are you, so you're confident you're going you're gonna to win? Oh, yeah. You're not scared? Um, I'm not scared? No. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty scared. I'm not scared. I know. That's, I know. That's a true fan, I, being I, not, non-biased. I I'm not that. being biased. I, you, you know what the fuck, the fuck my club can do? Shit, I'm not scared of anybody, bro. Yo, I would not surprise you if the club doesn't score a single goal this game. I'm not scared of these guys. I wouldn't be surprised either, unfortunately. But Santi, with with that question being asked, do you uh, you obviously favor Chelsea to win this match? Why do you why do you think Chelsea have the edge over us? Um, I don't want to say more favor. It's more of like a, I think this team. Win is winning the title, and because of that, they, it's these kinds of games that they have to win. It's the big games at home that they have to win. Um, I think Tuchel has changed that mentality somehow. You mentioned in the last podcast, I think, but Antonio Rudiger has become like a top three center back in the Premier League. Who would have thought that? Um, he said the world. I said oh, the world. Yeah. I'll, I'll go a little. And you, you were know, questioning that. You were questioning my. Well, my the world sounds that. crazy. I'm gonna say Premier League. Premier League, I think, is more doable. Um, but, um, I just, I feel like two holes sets two whole, uh, always outsmarts Pep. I think he's one of the managers he's had like club. Also, I feel like club has also given him Pep a lot of trouble with the tactics. And I think I really hope Pep doesn't know. I could really see Pep overthinking this game because he know he wants, he needs to win this game because you guys are points behind. You need to get some points, gain some ground. And um, I just see Tuchel outsmarting Pep. And even if he, even if in the first half, I see like City pushing, controlling the game, maybe up or nothing. I could definitely see this man changing everything at halftime and just a completely, a completely different Chelsea team comes in the second half and w- wins that game. So for me, it's more about the trust in the coach. Kind of crazy because Pep is the world. I still think Pep is the best manager in the world. But I think when it comes to just one game, two hole it is could is the better manager. When it just comes to one game, planning just that one game. You guys didn't plan very well it. against he didn't plan very well against Bayern, but whatever. You guys have seen it firsthand, like every time. Like there's there's always that one game. Like when it when you when it comes down to like just when your season is goals for that one game, he just overthinks it and just like fucks it up and does something wrong and just you know. But over the course of the season, of course, he's like a fucking genius. Right, right. Well, and Lewis, well, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us in the audience how can City win this match, and and why do you think why aren't you scared? I mean, I'm not scared just because I'll give you this: the the mentality is definitely shaken up just because of the three wins Tuchel had last season. Towards the end, you know, they they had the the win in the FA Cup. I I thought was whatever the one 
The one game I thought Reese James, he, I think he did foul Sterling in the box. I thought that should have been a penalty. I forget if that was the FA Cup game or the league game. I'm still on about that. Champions League final, whatever. I still think City as a team. Hold on, hold on. You just say Champions League final, whatever. Okay, yeah, it happened. The team that the was game the happened. biggest game. Yo, you were crying, Pep, bro, at the bar. Pep, Pep over. You weren't there. You weren't there. I don't want to hear from you. It was actually me. <laughs> Go on. But I'm saying, as a team, you know, we create the chances. It's just it just depends on us being clinical enough to finish them. The chances are always going to be there. It's just us putting it away. And I think that's the difference between us and the big games, and us faltering out and falling out of Champions League games. If we do fall down one nothing, I think we do lose the game. I think it's up to us keeping it. I wouldn't say keep a clean sheet, but make sure we get out first, get a goal first. Because if we go down one nothing right now, I don't think the mentality is there to come back and win the game. I don't think there's been enough games in the season to determine what type of season it will be. And it'll also depend on if Laporte or Stones are healthy enough to play this game. Um, I know they just came back into training, so that's a good sign. But up until two days ago, they, they were going to be out until after the Liverpool game. So that was two weeks from now. So I don't know. If they play, I'll be a little more confident in the team. But I think it's going to come down to our chance creation and Chelsea's chance creation as well, because they also lack in that too. And getting those chances into Lukaku. Are we going to give them the opportunity to get the ball to Lukaku at his feet, back to the goal for him to put it to put him to put it in? I don't think Mason Mount and Car Habits are good enough to do that. So I think I think the way is because he's going to set up perfectly. He's going to play counter. And I actually think Timo Werner is going to start this game. I think Timo starts with Mount and they're going to just play the counter. And he's going to he's going to just round, he's just going to He's just going to overpower, uh, use Lukaku to overpower Diaz and Stones. And uh, I'll probably going to put Timo on the left because he, he knows because Kyle Walker is going to be on the right. So he's going to put Timo on the left and he's going to put Mount on the left. I'm sorry, Timo on the right, Mount on the left. I'm sorry. And because he's going to he's going to bring Walker out with Mount. And he's going to he's going to uh, those deep runs with Warner on the on the on the right. And then Lukaku is going to overpower. So that's how I see it. Who's going to over Lukaku's going to overpower who? Diaz and Stones, bro. They're not have a chance against them. Right, well, against the Diaz test? Yes. Yeah, the did you Diaz see against, test did you is, see is Belgium be... against Portugal? The we Diaz, that, was with, that was with Pepe, bro. Doesn't matter, bro. He needs his boy. He needs bro. Stone. Oh, actually, aren't they injured? Are they going to play? That's what I said. Yeah. They just came, Laporte and Stones came back to training. So, so it's likely that so it's, 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 so it's possible. Play. Oh, my. No, I'm, I'm, throw, I'm throwing Fernandinho at center back before I let Ake play. <laughs> Oh man! Well, hold, hold on, Lewis. You, Lewis, you mentioned you know cities being dominant in chance creation, and it coming down to to the amount of chances that we create. Tuchel, you know, just to you know, obviously to play devil's advocate here, even though it's against my favorite team, Tuchel's very, he's known very well for actually setting up brilliantly in defense, especially with this Chelsea team. So, do you think you know it's it's going to be enough to to break that Chelsea back line? And, and midfield, actually, because that midfield, it's that's where mo- a lot of teams have been struggling to to break through the midfield in order to get to that back line, which is still very solid. Um, I think it depends on who the lineup is going to be. I think we'll see Bernardo there just because it's his work rate and, you know, him pressing all the time and just being an uh, instant runner. I think he'll start on either the right wing. I think we'll see Gundogan. Uh, I hope Kevin starts. I think we'll see Jack on the on the on the left wing, and either Sterling or Ferran Torres in the middle. I, I think we might see Foden in the midfield as well. Um, 
if not for Fernandinho. I think actually Fonin will come off the bench, but it just it just depends on what type of balance we have in the midfield. Um, if we have a Fernandinho and Gundogan and Kevin, I think we'll be fine. Along with Bernardo on the right, I think that's probably the best combination for the team to get the most out of the team and to create the most chances because uh, those are obviously our most dynamic players. Um, Gundogan very intelligent. Kevin, um, you know, you can't say enough words about him and Bernardo, his pressing abilities as well. And just have Fernandinho with either John Cancelo or Walker in the back to, to be able to stop the counterattack just to provide a cover in the midfield because we're going to have the ball in the final third for a majority of the game. That's just how we play the game. But it's going to come down to winning that midfield battle and stopping the counter if that's how they set up, like Santi said. Right, okay. And what about Raheem, Jesus, or, or Torres? Who, who do you think starts at, as a false nine? Um, I think it's going to be Raheem or Torres. Uh, Raheem, he's had a, a couple of good games off the bench the last couple of games. Uh, or maybe Torres too, but I think it's going to be Sterling. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Santi, do you think do you think a point will be enough for City? Do you think City are satisfied with the point? For City, here? for City, I think a point will be great for them. Never. And what, and what about for Chelsea? Oh no, they they want the win. No, that's they want the win. Like I said, um, no. Listen, I'm not gonna say I'm not saying Pep is gonna be satisfied, but you're gonna be happy that you that you drew Chelsea zero zero. No, at Stanford I Bridge. won't be happy. Oh my God, here we go. I won't be happy. I'll be satisfied. I'll be. I'll be satisfied or maybe not satisfied, but I'll be content with a point. My point was going to be that I think the only way city win this game is by scoring two goals. Chelsea's Chelsea has not given up. Has only given up two goals in two holes and all two holes games with as a manager twice. They've only given up West Brom Brom and Aston Villa and Aston Villa was at the end of the season. So does it really count? We'll count it anyway, just for the step. Um, well, it did count because they had to make the Champions League because they almost fell out of it. Aston Villa? Did, you said they played at the end of the season? Yeah, they lost. They lost that game. For Chelsea to qualify for the Champions League. No, but they lost yeah. that game. I know, but I'm saying you said does it really count because it was at the end of the season. It counts. Yeah, because they, 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 wor- they were forcing about Champions League. They weren't, they weren't worrying about that game. But they also still had to make the Champions League. Uh, anyways, whatever. Anyways, I mean, they won the Champions League, whatever. You saw the game, right? I don't know. You're a mm-hmm. safe fan. Yeah, bro. Well, well. Anyways, uh, sorry. So my point is, so are they really gonna score two goals with Raheem Sterling as a number as a number nine against this defense? I don't think so. I just don't see it. Unless Kevin has like a wonder strike, and then, um, then Chelsea has to play more. Like I said, like you mentioned, it. If you guys get ahead first, and then Chelsea has to go more on the attack, then I could see you kind of maybe breaking their lines, playing more counter, especially with like the fluidity of your offense when you don't have an actual number nine. But I just don't see it, man. Yeah, well, it is going to be one to watch for sure. Definitely game of the weekend, in our opinions. Another huge game going on in the Premier League, the North London derby between Arsenal. An informed oh, Another Arsenal, one of his teams. Might we add, <laughs> versus, versus a lackluster Tottenham Hotspur. That's going to be a good one. Uh, Mikel Arteta is finally kind of getting into some form here, coming off of three wins in a row, finally getting on, getting some goals for his team as well. Nuno Espirito Santo still kind of figuring things out. But Harry Kane, however, did get his first goal of the season in the EFL um, Cup match against Wolves. So that's going to be a good one to, to watch too. Santi, this, this match exciting for you? Walk us through it. Yes, I... Uh, this is the kind of game that I need Tottenham to win. 
and I'm going to, I, I hate saying this because I do not feel confident about this because they're going to break my heart because they're, they're fucking, uh, what's the word that they, they call them? Bottlers. That's the one. So <laughs> the bottlers, mate. They bottle it. Um, Don't make a DVD about this. The one thing, the one thing I'm, I am looking, I, I am hopeful for is Duno, because since he came up, uh, since he brought, brought Wolves up to Prem, he's always done well against Arsenal. He's only lost one game. I think he's won three, tied one. So I'm confident. I think Spurs are going to win. I always love seeing the, the, be- the best Arsenal videos are when they lose to Spurs because they lose their, all their fucking shit. Um, so I just, I'm, I'm, man, I'm excited. I'm actually excited. Lewis, but Arsenal you? better fucking lose. Um, I think this is going to be a very, very open game as opposed to what we've seen from Spurs uh, opening up the season just because I know the pressure is going to be there to win a North London Derby for Nuno, Nuno. And I think tactically he's going to have to set up to try to, you know, actually go at Arsenal. But that's, these are the types of, that's the type of game this, this, this has always been for the last, you know, with Pochettino and Wenger and Emery and um, Arteta has played. He's usually very open games. There's always some crazy deciding factor. There's a penalty. There's a red card. It's going to be there's something's going to catch us by surprise here, and that's going to make the difference in the game. I feel like that's always that's what it happens every year. Um, everyone knows I'm I'm pushing for an Arsenal victory. You guys are pushing for an Arsenal loss. Well, I think I think Edwin, you're a little indifferent, but Santi's definitely you know he already said he's pushing for a Tottenham to win. Yeah, I'm indifferent. I'm I'm just hoping for a really good match. Okay, they always are. They're always very they're always very entertaining. They're all, the, they tens- are. the tension's always there. There's always red cards. There's always goals. So like, like I said, a it's little be a bust good game. up as well. Yeah, no, that's always- what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be up to Nuno because right now Spurs they're not creating a lot of chances. Uh, their expected goals is in in the in the dumps. They they've scored three goals this season. Um, so I think it's gonna be up to Nuno to get the most out of this team to actually go at Arsenal. So I, that's why I think it's gonna be a very open game. So I don't know. I don't know who in that respect is at a disadvantage. Back to yeah. like three nothing lose uh, losses too for them. Yeah, Spurs also in in all of last week they conceded eight goals total. In three games so that's that's something to look out for um but harry it's very important that harry kane got on the score sheet um now because he can he can kind of build off of that momentum hopefully and, and start bagging in the goals um you know it's like santi said before it, it is kind of typical of him to get a slow start to to the season and, and not score in in the opening month but we're kind of drawing to the close of the second month of the season. So harry kane getting a goal this week was important and hopefully he could carry that over Elsewhere in Europe, we have another big match in Spain where we have Real Madrid going against Villarreal. That's going to be a top match for us. Can Real Madrid keep their run of form going? Can Benzema keep his run of form going as well? Villarreal, I kind of see them as as a top four contender for this season. So we'll see what they can do in this match. And in Italy, we have Inter going against Atalanta, who have been struggling to bag in the goals despite their their great run of attacking form in the past two seasons. So that's going to be a, an interesting one to see if they can, you know, really challenge this inter side and, and get the goals in there. Villarreal are going to get spanked. Santi, what do you think? Uh, no, I expect um, it's always actually, uh, you, we'll, we'll talk about it later in my bets, but these this fixtures always has a lot of goals, a lot yep. of drama. Mm-hmm. I do expect Madrid to come out on top, but because their defense... I do expect Villarreal to score some goals, so it's going to be close. I expect Madrid to win by one, probably like a 3-2. 
uh, four. Th- I, honestly, I could even say four three, uh, but we'll see. All right, guys, time for the best segment of the show. Ballon d'Or bets back again with me, your host, Santi, for this segment. Um, so this week, we did not go well. Uh, we lost our only bet that we made. I'll be honest, that was my fault. I did not like any of those games, any of the bets. And I was like, but for the listeners, I had to at least put out something for them. So we had Lazio to win at plus 117. Of course, that didn't hit. They drew. And even just watching the game, Torino just pretty much dominated them. And sorry if you lost money (laughs) with me. But you know what? The the best thing about gambling is you just flush it and then you just you're going to keep winning money after. So that's it. And so now that puts us in a two and three uh, record for the for the year. But you know what? It's a new weekend and I got a lot of freaking good bets this time. I love the board. I love it. So let's start. Like I mentioned before, I think Chelsea's going to win. Um, I am I'm going big on Chelsea to win. Now, my only concern is is some weird shit happens, whether there's like a red car or just this, Lukaku gets injured with him like a, for the first half. So that's why I kind of want to go draw no bed because the odds are still good for them. Minus 107. I'm gonna put one and a half units on this. Because I really think they're going to win the title. And to win the title, they have to win this game. Uh, Anyways, next, we'll have a little prop. We'll have a little uh, player prop. We're going to have Harry Kane to score against Arsenal, plus 188. Uh, One unit. And you know why? 11 goals in 12 games. He is a killer. He loves to score in the North London Derby. And just the odds are too good to pass. And I need to, it's just free money right here. Free money for you guys. Um, going over to France, actually it's going to be a surprising one, but I think I'm going to have OG Nice to win against St. Etienne uh, at plus 118. Um, if you look at the run of form, St. Etienne is pretty much almost almost uh, at the end of the table. Uh, nice has kind of been started up really well, kind of is going back to a little bit to normal, but at the same time, because of the manager uh, who is the same manager that took Lille to beat PSG for the title last year. I, 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 just, I like the odds. Uh, I'm, we're going to win some money here. Well, one unit. And then, of course, my parlay. Can't forget about the parlays. We're going to go United, Liverpool, and Real. Be over two and a half goals uh, for each game. It's at plus 340. Only half a unit because, you know, good odds. Still win some money with that. And I really, really like it. I'll explain it. Real, like I mentioned before, with Villarreal, uh, these games are usually entertaining. A lot of goals. It's surprising for a La Liga game, too. Uh, I think over, it's always going to hit. And then the Liverpool game against Brentford, two teams that create a lot of chances. Um, I think it's going to be a very wide-open game. I don't think Brentford's going to sit at the back like these typical uh, promoted teams. I think there's going to be a lot of goals. And then the, the best, the, the, my best, I think the best one out of the, all of these is the United one because just like Chelsea play Villa, I think United are going to play the counter. And every time United play the counter, they, they score like two to three goals. I don't think we're going to keep a clean sheet. 
Um, so I think it's going to be a 2-1 victory by United. So the over is going to hit. Um, I wanted to do Ronaldo to score, but I didn't like the odds at minus 155. I think they just expect my boy to score because he is the GOAT, best player of all time. But I hope you like my bets. Um, please, please, please. Oh, before that, these these odds are brought to you by the Barcelona Sportsbook. Still not sponsored. Um, and, of course, if you know someone who has a gambling addiction, uh, please call 1-800-GAMBLER and bet responsibly. Fellas, how do you, how do you like my bets this week? I think I think probably you're – I really like the Harry Kane to score. Uh, you know, as a, as, a, as a watcher of these North London Derby, he always does get his goal in. Assassin, uh, bro. Chelsea money line, fuck you. And <laughs> yeah, the city money line is pretty good too. So like, if you want to like go hedge me, it's, it's, I totally understand. Oh, we could go. We could go. But I you're betting. Do... But the thing with you is, that you're betting with your heart. I'm you know betting I mean? with my mind. No, but you're betting with your heart a little bit because you're gonna be mad. Because if they game. lose, you lose money, and that your team loses, you'll be mad. <laughs> I'll be real mad. Then I can't. I can't spend any money for the next yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and I do like the parlay, uh, Liverpool, Real, and United over two and a half goals. Uh, Real Madrid definitely in crazy, uh, ridiculous form. Um, United, Ronaldo to score. I'm surprised you didn't take it, but you know, you said you were gonna take I, it until it died, but to you're be, a liar. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Ronaldo, <laughs> Ronaldo to score minus 155. One minute. Let's do it. I don't give a shit. He's gonna score. See, see. Edwin, any thoughts? Man, fuck your picks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Edwin, Edwin, one. Edwin's still salty that he lost that one that one parlay, correct? Yeah. And that he doesn't have his own segment on the show. So maybe we can get him a segment one of these days. Nah, I don't need a damn segment, man. Yeah. All right. All right, fellas. That's all the time we have for you guys today. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of The False Nine. We really appreciate it. Smash that like button. Fellas. Thank you guys. Peace Thank out. you for listening. As, like as always, subscribe, like, please, share everything. Thank you for rocking with us, guys. Take it easy, fellas. This was the false nine, baby. Oh.